0: You, the authentic man, live by a code, take bold action, and pass on a legacy. Your life is a combination of courage, initiative, gratitude, strength, loyalty, toughness, persistence, and dedication. Yours are the shoulders on which every great civilization has been built. You're a model of integrity, a walking moral compass, and unyielding warrior for truth. Envied by the weak, average, and selfish, you stand alone as the one indispensable ingredient to a great society.
1: You are the authentic masculine man.
0: Welcome to the Atomic Masculinity Podcast, where we bring to you conversations with men of purpose and impact. I'm Chris Hogan, the host and founder of this podcast and the Atomic Masculinity Movement, which I hope you'll join, because the stakes are high. Your country, your kids, and your grandkids. If you're a regular warrior, welcome back. And you know what we're all about. If you're new to the podcast, we're pumped to have you with us. And you should know our goal is to restore American masculinity to its proper role in society. And that's accomplished by men becoming better men. We want you to live with purpose, build influence, and create your own legacy. We want you to be everything you can be. And we want to be an asset to you in this journey. Before we get started, let me remind you to consider joining our special ops unit known as the War Room. It is our weekly signature coaching service designed to equip men to be the best version of themselves. It's one of the most powerful investments you'll ever make in the one thing you have that affects everything else in your life, you. Check out The War Room at AtomicMasculinity.com. Okay, today our guest is Doug Hutchins. I do not know anyone who knows more about being prepared for the cataclysmic damage and devastation caused by pornography than Doug. Pornography is one of the giant cancers in the history of mankind, and Doug is a warrior in this space. Doug's been equipping parents to safeguard the minds of their kids for over a decade. He's the founder of Community Lifeguard, where the mission is to protect the family and family values. I've known Doug for some 16 years, and probably my favorite thing about him is that he's a man of action. I can't tell you the number of times in various areas this guy has started programs or created things that have made a positive impact in the lives of others. My all-time favorite, along with Community Lifeguard, is something called Deliver. Doug Hutchins, with no outside prompting, but rather from an intrinsic motivation to live an honorable and virtuous life, began a movement in his community to deliver flowers to widows every year on Valentine's Day. This is out-of-his-pocket cost. He bought them, he got a group together, they brought flowers, cards, and other things, and just randomly delivered. Can you imagine the impact on these sweet, elderly ladies, many of them lonely and forgotten, sitting at home or in a nursing home, to be surprised out of the blue by strapping young men with an awesome smile and a handful of flowers. How cool is that? Dropping off the flowers, talking for a bit, getting to know them. What an awesome thing and then he had the forethought and influence to get local high school kids involved to create a mini-army to deliver on these special days to these special ladies. That will tell you everything you'd need to know about Doug Hutchins. We're pumped to have him with us today on Atomic Masculinity. So, Doug Hutchins, welcome. Glad to have you on the Atomic Masculinity Podcast. Hey, great to be here. This is a really, really explosive topic because we know pornography affects millions and millions and millions of people around the world it is indeed the new drug
1: yeah and when we say pornography let's uh let's bring some weight and some some weight in on it pornography is the greatest counterfeit to the most important relationship that we have Mm. it is the greatest counterfeit to intimacy it is the greatest counterfeit to human sexuality
0: so when you say the greatest counterfeit to our most important relationship, you're obviously talking about marriage. I mean, marriage, right. I mean, life is about relationships. If any, if you have any sense at all, or you've lived longer than a day, you know, life is about relationships. And the most important relationship is the nucleus of the family, man and wife. And so in relation to that relationship. It is the largest counterfeit. That's what you're saying.
1: That's exactly right. So when we talk about this subject, we're not just going to write this off as a pornography talk. This is a conversation about something that is so serious that each family, each man needs to be taken so serious and, uh,
0: let's do it. Yeah. It's devastating. Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Doug is the founder of something called community lifeguard, communitylifeguard.com is the website. He's got a program called going transparent. Uh, doug is is the the guy that has the most information on this that that I know, and he works with schools churches in people's homes i mean e- even cities have employed Doug to battle uh against pornography and the devastating- ap- effects of pornography so i think it's uh i think you told me doug that community lifeguard is about protecting the family and family values so
1: yeah that's exactly right christians and non christians i mean everybody is right. uh is part of community lifeguard. And uh, we've done this at private schools, public schools. And uh, the threat is so real that it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Uh, you know, people are aware that it's that it's, that it's a real threat. In fact, one of the interesting things about pornography is somebody, somebody asked me the other day, is what's the demographic for a pornography user? Mm. So what do you think the demographic is?
0: Golly, I mean, I think I would have to, I would probably have to def- default to saying it's uh, certainly mostly men. Um, all right, here we go. There is no
1: demographic. It oh. spans all demographics. Oh, wow. Ugh. Interesting.
0: Not very many things on planet Earth that span all demographics. That's exactly right. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So tell me, uh, tell me this, the name. Just quickly, go over, how would you get the name Community Lifeguard? I mean, it's a great name, and it's an analogy that makes total sense, but how would you come across it?
1: Sure. Community lifeguard comes from the, from my history as a lifeguard when I was in high school. And so as a lifeguard, I would go up on stand and I would be at a higher elevation. I'd be higher up than everybody else. And I would look across the pool and I would uh, anticipate danger. I would try and, you know, anticipate seeing a child fall into the deep end of a pool and then be ready to jump in and rescue the child, right? And so it was it was a job of looking out over this huge pool with this high-up perspective and trying to anticipate danger and wow. then take action to actually prevent it from happening. Wow. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So with the community, clearly, I think everybody can just watch the news. We know that there's problems going on in our community. And so what we do is we actually we sit on our lifeguard stand and we look out over our community, over our city, um, over our schools, over our homes, and we are looking, we are on the lookout for potential dangers and threats uh, that could affect us. And we uh, we help parents, schools, cities. We help them take action.
0: Mm, yeah. So we're gonna listen, Doug. This is a complicated uh, subject in some ways. In some ways, it's very simple. When something comes to your mind that you just want to throw out there as a statistic or a thought, don't hesitate. Because the guys listening to this program are they're rock solid and they're wanting data information. I mean, they're here to get better and to you know protect themselves, protect their kids, protect their marriage, and protect this country. So this is a good group. When you when something comes to mind, feel free to jump in and say it. So tell me how you how'd you get. Well, started? I'll say this. Yeah. I'll
1: say that what I what I do like about this subject is that uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast has actually seen pornography at some point. Right. And so statistically uh, the average age of first exposure is 11 years old. Everybody on this podcast is over 11. Everybody's been exposed. So why can't we have a conversation about this?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And be real. Exactly. So how did you get started in the, you know, in this protective idea and, uh, facilitating safety in the area of pornography?
1: Sure. So when I was 15 years old, I'll just be, uh, by the way, I've given, uh, Chris Hogan permission to ask me anything. And so, uh, I'm actually leading an organization. Part of the organization has something called Going Transparent in it. And so with that, I just commit to this group and to uh, Chris to just be completely transparent with you all. And I'll start by saying that I uh, I was exposed to pornography when I was 15. And I can remember when, where. I can remember every detail about that situation. It was uh, very, extremely memorable. And uh, there were some great things that have come out of it. Um, so for instance, some of the things that we're going to talk about today, but, uh, from 15 to, you know, 20, 21, it was, uh, it was not good. It was not good at all. As far 15's as 15
0: m- late now.
1: Right, right. And so by today's measure, I actually got lucky by not, uh, not being exposed to pornography as a 11 year old. I got exposed to it as a 15 year old. And what ended up happening is, um, my parents ended up getting a computer that was in the office and, um, after being exposed to pornography and, you know, I kept that story a secret as many of us do. Um, I've since shared it and, uh, kind of been, uh, just free from that secret. And so, but, uh, what my parents did on a positive note is that they tried to install filters and software on the computer that would prevent pornography from popping up and from coming up on any website. And so it was my mom who led the charge for this. My dad led the charge for the uh, the physical safety kind of strategy of the home. Uh, In other words, he had the gun, and uh, (laughs) it's a good strategy. Yeah, it, it worked pretty well. And then my mom led the strategy for protecting the mind, and that that was putting on filters and uh, let me define filter and accountability on our computers. I'll define what that means real quick. Filter is that she tried to install software on the computer and our phones that would actually block uh, you know, bad whatever. content, whatever. Uh, uh, pornographic, nude images, nude videos. Uh, it was designed to actually block it. So if you type in a website, it would actually block the whole website. Uh, accountability from the standpoint, sh- the software would track what we were looking up it would actually put a list of websites that we've looked up and then it would send her a report of those websites you know every one to two weeks and then she would be able to review what has come across our eyes and so she tried to do that she was not very tech savvy um, as most parents most parents are not as tech savvy as their children and she was no different so she would try her hardest and uh, then i would find ways to get around it and so fast forward you know 10 years and what you have is through a lot of um of doing doing um through a lot of uh changing and struggle and victories and failures through all of that 10 years later i started a company that now helps parents protect their child their children from online dangers such as pornography.
0: Wow. And it's a bigger issue today than it's ever been because it's so easily accessible.
1: Yeah. And because like, like we, like we just said about the statistic, it's, it's children are getting access to pornography exposed to it at the age of 11 rather than 15, which was the average when I was uh, in high school. And one of the things that's encouraging them to look it up and that's assisting them is the fact that they're getting cell phones at the age of 10.
0: Yeah. So within a few months they're uh they're seeing it for the first time. That's right. It's yeah. no
1: surprise, right? They get right. a phone, they they start following the rules for the first couple of months and then at the age of 11 they feel comfortable enough to uh to get curious and to uh to uh look up things that that will uh that could potentially affect their entire life.
0: So here's something that bothers me. You told me before we came on to the podcast that most of the time it's the mom who reaches out to you for help. And then you also told me that your mom was the one who got, was helping you learn to guard your mind. I, I think that's, yeah, I, cool. I think that's unfortunate because I think guarding your mind is a very masculine thing to do.
1: Right. And see, I didn't associate protecting my mind with masculinity. So i never, it was your mom who did it. That's right. Well, one reason is because my mom who did it, right? So, um, by the way, that was the most incredible example of protecting my mind, uh, that I ever had growing up and Mm -hmm. so um, I love that she did that and just give her just extremely grateful for that influence and you know I hope that for the people listening to this that if they have kids that their kids will be able to look back at them and say hey thank you for trying trying to protect my mind because my mom didn't do it perfectly but I I would love for the kids of of the parents who are listening to this to come back and say hey thank you for trying Right. And as far as masculinity goes, no. So I grew up from 15, just starting at 15, trying to figure out what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean? Because whatever it means, that's what I want to be. And we have all these things vying for our definition of manhood. And uh, I mean, for instance, how much money you make, right?
0: Sexual conquests.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, how, of, much, how much you bench in the weight room? Yeah, how athletic you how are. How athletic you are, yeah. absolutely. So a you bunch have, of false definitions. Exactly. You have all these definitions trying to vie for, uh, for, to take, to actually take my definition of manhood. And one key, one something that's almost, it's almost like something that, uh, it's, it's like a treasure that, that I've discovered, I feel like, is that one of the secrets is manhood is about protecting your mind. It's not about your mama mm. protecting your mind or your daddy. It's about you protecting your mind. Yeah,
0: exactly. It, yeah. Masculinity is all about ownership, right? It's all about ownership. You mentioned your dad was the, uh, protector of the home and she was the project protector of the mind. But at one point in time, you know, the kid has to own it, which is what you tell parents, right? I mean, they, they come to you and you ask them, what do they want? And what do they say?
1: Yeah. I mean, parents always say something that's very, very noble, uh, what they typically say is, I want my child to be uh, a successful citizen in society. Um, I want my child to um, just put good things in their head.
0: Or um, want to block these things or whatever.
1: Yeah, I want my child to not be addicted to anything. And, uh, you know, I think most parents think that, oh, my child would, that would never happen to my child. But what we're finding out um is that, most children, most teens, or most adults are actually looking at pornography. In fact, 79% of 18 to 30-year-olds are viewing pornography at least once a month. Mm. 79%. Golly. 18 to 30, and that's 67%, 31 to 49. Pornography once a week. Dang. It's it, like
0: everybody. It's like that's everybody. That's what it feels like. I, mean, I know it's not everybody, but that's what it feels like.
1: Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, that's why, to, to mm. like we started... Pornography is the greatest counterfeit to the most important relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest counterfeit to intimacy and it's a threat to all of us. So we need to start ta- we need to we need to be taking action.
0: When you t- when you say counterfeit, uh, you've used you've got programs in place. I mean you've got products, programs within the going transparent uh, platform, but you use this uh, interesting comparison of like 100 dollar bills and you talk about the counterfeit of money and you kind of relate that to pornography. And, and you've also said that's a good way for a kid, for parents to talk to kids about that. Can you go over some of the money talk and, and the counterfeit aspect?
1: Yeah. So, so why is pornography and counterfeits? Why is it so, why is it so uh, such, such a good analogy? In fact, I've, I've, I've looked at a lot of different ways of communicating pornography, but none have been more true than counterfeits. Have you ever seen, I'm just going to ask you, have you ever seen a counterfeit bill, $1.20, $150?
0: Yes, but the thing is, I someone had to point it out to me.
1: That's exactly so right.
0: I, I couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you take a $100 bill that's authentic, that's made at the U.S. Bureau of Engraving in Fort Worth, if you take one of those bills... And then you compare it to a counterfeit $100 bill. If you're just looking at it side by side, there's a good chance that you're not going to be able to tell a difference. Mm. And one of them is worth $100, $100. That's the value of it, exactly $100 of value. And then the other one is worth $0 in value. Totally worthless. Worthless. And so you could take $100 bill. You could take one $100 bill. And the value is $100. It's authentic. And then you could have a stack of $100 counterfeit bills, you could have a stack of them. You could have $2000 of counterfeit 100s and at the end of the day it's worth $0. Doesn't matter
0: how much of the counterfeit you get, it's worthless.
1: Doesn't matter how much of the counterfeit you get, it's worthless, and some people don't even know that they've been that they ha- that they are believing in counterfeits versus the authentic. Some mm. people don't even know that the counterfeits are in their pockets. Some people don't even know that pornography is a counterfeit. Mm. But we'll, we'll, who we're talking to today, hopefully the people know that that not only is it bad. By the way, never say that. Never say that pornography is just bad.
0: It's a lot worse, isn't it?
1: It is far more worse and devastating than people can imagine. Mm. You go up to a woman whose husband, who you go up to a woman, to the person who says pornography is bad, you go up to the woman whose husband, who is getting a divorce with her husband because the husband is hooked on pornography, and you say, hey, yeah, you know, pornography is bad. And she's going she's gonna to look at you like you're crazy. Like you have no idea. Right. Yeah. Because you don't. Anybody who says just pornography is bad doesn't have any idea. It is far worse. And so to go back to that, that analogy is that we have filled our minds with thousands of images of women that uh pornographic images of women just like having thousands of dollars worth of counterfeit 100 dollar bills. And so on the outside it looks like human sexuality, it looks like human intimacy, it looks okay. But then when you compare it to the real thing, mm-hmm. to the fact that we were designed for one relationship, not for a thousand images but for one real relationship, the most important relationship to humankind right I mean there's no question that it is just it is a counterfeit through and through and that's just one example right
0: yeah I've talked to Doug a few times about this and he could go on and on and on about the examples and teaching points it's pretty it's fascinating to hear him uh talk so uh Doug tell me this um protecting your mind I think is a masculine thing to do because it's your most valuable resource but to, you, you talk to churches schools PTA groups cities All these people are contacting you. Why is it so hard? Why are people needing an expert to come in and help them with this?
1: Yeah, for a number of reasons. One is because technology is always changing. Mm. And so you might, a family might implement a technology strategy or even a school might implement it, you know, today. But 12 months from now, There will be ways to get around it. There may also be some new strategies, some new products out there that can help protect the family, the school, the city. So technology is always changing. Uh, That's one reason. Um, Another reason is because families have so many uh, technology products. You take one family that has three children. So three children, will each will have a cell phone at some point. Each will have a school laptop, and some will have an, an iPad. So three devices times three children. So there is nine devices that parents are supposed to try and monitor somehow. Right. That's hard to do.
0: Yeah, and you can't do it with just, hey, let's put this, this, uh, this program on our phones and, and go with it. it. It's really more of a comprehensive strategy if you want to be sure to protect the minds of those kids.
1: Yeah, and and when it comes down to being sure, most most families are sure of their physical strategy. In other words, at night, what happens? Doors get locked up at night, the alarm system gets alarmed, and then they have the gun or the shotgun in the drawer <laughs> right. next to their bed, right? right? So the physical strategy is sure. It's one it's 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 very a low-risk strategy, there's a good chance that it's going to stop the, t- the danger. But what about the danger from within the home? How do you think we're doing on that? Mm, how prepa- not near as How, good. Pre- how prepared? You- so we're prepared for physical, but how prepared are we for actually the internal of what's going on inside of our rooms? Mm, yeah. Which leads me to say that when it comes to the bedroom, the room is sacred. And I want everyone to hear that when they think of, not only think of their children, but also think of themselves uh, if they're single and also think of themselves if they're married. The bedroom is a sacred place. And as far as temptation goes, it can be uh, the most isolating place in the house. And therefore, there can be a lot of temptation in those rooms. And so protect the room. And one way that you can do that is just taking out all technology. You're not only going to get, you're not only going to protect the room and in your intimacy with your spouse, your intimacy, uh, just, just your integrity, uh, instead of intimacy, excuse me, integrity. Uh, you're not only going to protect your integrity, but, um,
0: well, the last thing you look at, you
1: said, that's right. One of the last things you look up, look at before going to bed is, is your phone, right? And so that's not a that's not a question. That's a fact. Is that most people look at their phones right before they go to bed, and instead of looking at their wives? Mm. I mean, think about that. Yeah. So protect the intimacy of the room. Protect the integrity, your personal integrity of the room. And and just you're take talking it all like out.
0: kids too, right? I'm talking kids too. And is that one of your strategies, or one you know?
1: Absolutely. I would say take. I would say one of our one of our ten technology strategies for families. One of our ten consists of removing all technology from the bedroom. Um, in fact, just by doing that, not only are you going to be protecting their minds, you're also going to be giving them just the sweet gift of sleep, which Mm. they all need.
0: Right. And don't get enough of it.
1: They don't get enough of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen that raising my own kids. They'll, they'll stay up and entertain themselves uh, if you allow them to no doubt about it.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, now let's make it clear. Doug was not saying don't have a gun. Okay. They're both good. They're both good.
1: I'm not going to get on this show and say, don't have a gun. Yeah, that'd be bad you. Or I might get shot.
0: Right, because I'm, I'm wearing a gun as we speak, and I will take it out and shoot you in the thigh right here in the <laughs> middle of the podcast. Both are good. Okay. I'll just good. be clear about that. All right, good. So we hold everybody accountable right here. <laughs> so, um, you know, I have read that the explosion in erectile dysfunction corresponds exactly with the explosion in pornography. Is that true or false?
1: True. True, and it's not erectile dysfunction. The new term for it is porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Ooh. Ooh. Right. Dang. Okay, look yeah.
0: at this, and that goes away. That's right. Ooh. Mm. Talk about zapping testosterone. That's, Jeez.
1: That's exactly right, too. Golly.
0: Okay, so if a guy <laughs> is addicted to pornography, um, you have mentioned several ways. I've heard you talk over the years. I've heard you uh, put up strategy sessions with individuals and groups. One of the things you say, if a guy's addicted to pornography or or how about this, a guy, I don't know if you would say addicted, but engages with pornography, say once a month or once a week. I mean, I would say that's addictive or, or that's addicted, but let's just say occasionally, whatever you have mentioned multiple ways to fight it. And keep in mind, we don't escape pornography. We are atomic masculinity. We don't run from it. We attack it. We punch it in the mouth and we overcome it. So you have mentioned several things. You mentioned online communities as a strategy. Guys can join positive online communities where that's the agenda of the dudes in the group. Um, You've mentioned uh, filters. You've mentioned emergency apps. Uh, you that's mentioned right. Coming clean. Tell, tell, talk a little bit about these strategies.
1: So f- first, let me just say that uh, the biggest problem for men right now is is not necessarily implementing these strategies. That I'm going to go. I'm going to go through a few of them. But it's the shame. Mm. It's the shame that they're feeling, which leads to inaction.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a death nail to a man. Inaction nope. is a death ma- nail. That's right. Sir Edmund Burke said this: All that's required for evil to prosper. Is for good men to do nothing.
1: And and that is what we're seeing is that we're seeing good people, good men that are growing up, that are getting exposed to pornography, and then that they continue to look at it, and then they feel so guilty and ashamed by it that they're not doing anything. They're not they're not starting new businesses, they're not going on trips, they're not getting married. I mean
0: going it, into the ministry, serving in the church.
1: Preaching. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I mean, we have pastors right now that they're called to preach, but they're not out there preaching because they feel so ashamed by mm-hmm. what they yeah. have looked up or are sure. looking up.
0: Okay, so let's get into some of the strategies um, that, that you have mentioned to me, like the online communities Sh- and those
1: Sure, things. sure. So uh, just a few, a few examples is I'll just start out with a few apps on my phone that I use um, to help protect my mind. One of the apps is called NF Emergency App. That stands for NoFap Emergency App. And so, um, one of the benefits of this app is this app is not necessarily designed to block anything or hold, you know, to record any websites and hold me accountable to anything. It's really designed to put good things in my mind. And so in other words, if I'm feeling tempted to look up something, if I'm tired if, and it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm alone and I brought technology in, into my room, which I told everyone don't do it, make mm-hmm. that a tech strategy not to do that. But if I'm actually there then uh, and I get tempted to look up something on my phone. I can actually go to the NF Emergency app, and it will bring good, uh, good, noble, pure content and videos, images, all those things. Oh wow! Quotes. It'll bring those right up.
0: I got to jump in right here and say that is a biblical principle. Uh, Galatians chapter five verse sixteen says, "Walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh." Mm. In other words. God is not saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't. No, it's the positive first. If you will walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So do those things which are good to eliminate those things which are bad. So instead of guarding against it and being scared like some kind of sissy, you're going out there and actually acting on positive things, and that's what that app is.
1: So let me ask you this. What do you think about the fact that most men that I know would say that masculinity, it seems so... It seems so narrow right now. It seems so hard to be a man right now. We can't, we can't have guns anymore. We can't cuss. We can't drink. We can't look at pornography. Sure. So, w- what can we do? Yeah.
0: So let me just tell you this: there is no question an attack on boys and men, especially traditional, biblical, and/or American masculinity. Mm. And the war, and you know, they use terms like toxic masculinity. Which is an absolute oxymoron, because if it's toxic, it's not masculine. And if it's masculine, Mm -hmm. it's not toxic. Right. So it's not a narrow field. We're men. We run the world. We can do whatever we want to do. So I don't look at it as narrow. I look at it as there's some brainwashed people who are scared to do anything because they're scared of political correctness. But I do what I want to do, (laughs) and I do the right things and the things that are Judeo-Christian ethics-based and the things that made America great.
1: Gotcha. Well, that's that is a new that is a new mindset because most pe- most men that I know d- do not do not even know that 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 type of mindset exists.
0: Yeah, and it's too bad. And you know, it's not new, but it needs to be reclaimed because that is how the country became the greatest country in the world. Hmm. Is because men operated off of a code based on Judeo-Christian ethics, and they knew their role. But since the 60s. Um, something has come in that has kind of tried to redefine that. And by the way, that's what the enemy does. It redefines, like it redefines the definition of marriage, and it redefines genders, and it redefines roles, and it redefines masculinity. And re- no, no, we're gonna we're gonna have the basic definitions, and we're gonna hold on, conserve that which we know to be true. And that's what this movement is all about.
1: Hmm. See, and I would say one thing to one way to help change. The mindset that we have that men are struggling with, which is this mindset of not being able to do anything, to actually doing things, is it starts with the parents. It starts with mom and dad, and it starts with not mom just leading the tech strategy, but we need dad also leading the tech strategy. It needs to be endorsed by both parents, and we need to be teaching our kids that this is a manly trait: protecting your mind. There's nothing more valuable. That's
0: your most important resource. Period.
1: Most, most important resource than. When I hear parents, they're saying, hey, I want my child to grow up and be a you know, a great citizen, like I said before. But what I'm not hearing is parents, grow, uh, parents say that when their child is 18, I want my child to grow up and to protect his mind mm-hmm. by himself, like to take the initiative. Isn't that the goal?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ownership. Ownership. Yeah, that's the hmm. goal. So okay. So you you said something about the one app. Tell me about the other thing. You you mentioned X blocker. What, yeah, what is so that?
1: X blocker. X blocker is a great app. Um, there is a Covenant Eyes app. There's a Moby Sip app. But to speak directly to uh, to X blocker, there is nothing uh, that I've used that has been better as far as to blocking bad content. And so um, even after working through pornography, I'm still I'm still man. I'm still susceptible to it. I'm not, uh, I'm still vulnerable to it. Um, so I want to keep my guard up. I want to, uh, I want to protect my mind. And so that's one example of something that I use. It basically, anytime I get on my phone and I get on a Safari app, uh, I have an iPhone. And so anytime I get on the Safari, the Safari app, um, and my email or any app for that, that matter, uh, the X block X blockers actually back up for me. In other words, a, a, pornographic image is not going to accidentally slip through right like i'm not going to go on google images and type in something on google images and have a have a pornographic uh have any pornographic material that that actually that accidentally comes up which is great i don't want to be triggered i don't want to be triggered to do something that i did uh in my past and so i want to be protected from it And i want to be prepared for it and so that's one reason i have it is just uh the best way to keep peace in my life, I love this quote, the best way to keep peace is prepare, prepare for war.
0: That is a great quote. And by the way, that is a, a universal truth. We believe in strength. Strength comes because, excuse me, I'm sorry, we believe in peace through strength. That's the quote, <laughs> peace through strength. Gotcha, right. Yeah, right. So let me ask you this, Doug. Um, you, you mentioned something about come clean to the right individual, that that is being a, a step. So you talked about apps, you talked about uh, joining online communities. Yeah, and what is the name of, give me an example. Yeah, Did no, you say Fight?
1: So, so Fight the New Drug the is new drug. one community. Uh, NoFap is a awesome community. I've been a part of both. Uh, NoFap I've been a part of for uh, probably at least, at least four years. And incredible as far as Uh, instead of when we go online and we're looking for things, you know, it's great to have another place to go to other than the search engine. So it's great to have a, actually, uh, a community to go to. That's also not Facebook or Instagram. And so, uh, it's a community that has one focus and one, uh, and one cause. And so
0: like-minded guys, that's right. That's That's right. Cool.
1: There's encouragement that goes on in it. There's successes. There's a, you record and track kind of what you're going through, what you're feeling. And, uh, and people will, uh will celebrate with you. They'll cry with you. Um, and uh, there's a lot of there, There's a and hold of, you accountable, hold you accountable. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Now, when you come, you mentioned something about, you know, you got to find somebody you can confide in. If you're struggling with this or you battle a little bit, tell me what that looks like.
1: Yeah, well, it, I'll tell you what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like finding somebody who's just going to uh, kind of commiserate with you and say, Oh, I struggle with the same thing. And then there's this circle of, people commiserating, and no action being taken. Uh, You want to tell somebody who will actually hold you to an action plan. In other words, when you confess what you're looking at, what you're seeing, uh, yeah, you want them to empathize with you and love on you. And kind of the sign of a true friend is that they will stay your friend even when you expose kind of the the dark secrets of what you've looked at. Um, So that's kind of a sign of a great friend, but uh, one that will actually – actually help you develop an action plan and will actually uh, just hold you to it. Exactly. In other so, words, what are you going to do after you look at pornography and mess up? What are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I, I heard you made a mistake. I still love you. doesn't jeopardize the relationship, but we got to take action. Yeah, so you need to try to, if you're going to do this, you need to uh, come clean to the right kind of individual who is masculine. Go find a masculine male and and that's who you need to confide in because the less masculine that they are, the more likely they are to empathize with you and only empathize with you. Mm. I feel you. I empathize. You know what? I've, sh- I've also struggled in... The- okay, fine. Yeah, that, that's that, right. There's a lot of ladies who are good listeners who could empathize with you, but empathy by itself is not going to help you. You got to find somebody who will kick you in the butt if you need it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the tough part is, is that most people want to empathize with you, right? Because it's easy, right? right? It's the easy thing to do. But what you really need to focus on and find, oftentimes it looks like somebody who's older and wiser than you, um, is somebody who will actually hold you accountable and call you out and, and, and spur you on to take action, uh, celebrate you when you, when you when you get some victories under your belt, uh, cry with you when you don't and just, uh, just move forward in purity. Mm. yeah
0: what's your favorite bible verse as it relates to and just keep in mind not everybody listening to us are christians and that's okay we're pumped up that they're here and 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 they're still part of the community just like equal value no question about it i'll you know love everybody being on this this podcast and in our war room and things of that nature part of the atomic masculinity movement Well what is your favorite uh, bible verse as it relates to this
1: it would be how does the Bible verse goes like this. It's found in Psalms 119. How does a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. In other words, mm, let, powerful. Me, let me let me rephrase it with, with with what it doesn't say. How does a young man keep his way pure? Because mommy and daddy protected my mind. Like it doesn't say that at all. Mm. And so it doesn't say that it's, it's the responsibility of the mom and the dad to continue protecting our minds and pr- Putting on filters—it's really our responsibility, and it's a—it is an action-driven verse. By guarding and protecting, like uh, like synonyms of guarding our mind would be protect, defend, fight for, and so that's really what we need. Is we need men to to speak out the truth on this, to actually fight for, to actually to actually use the apps, um, and. We know that the, we know that the, the temptation is coming. We know that the temptation to look up something pornographic is coming. We know that, that Satan is real and that uh, if you're a Christian, that Satan is real. And, and if not, uh, even non-Christians, many of them believe that, that, that evil exists. So we can agree on at least that. So let's, let's prepare for it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Best and that's way to a keep great peace. verse. Yeah, that's strength, peace. no doubt. I like that. It's Psalms 119.9 was the verse that he quoted. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. And it's very similar because two verses later in verse 11, 119.11 uh, says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. So same concept right there same concept filling verses, our minds
1: right? with the right thoughts
0: exactly galatians five sixteen. 16 walk in the spirit yep no doubt about it you know one thing that i feel like uh on this deal i feel like people don't take pornography serious or think about it or strategize about it i feel like it's just okay yeah it's out there and you know i'll deal with it at some point in time or i'll talk to them when they're older it's just, it's like an unexamined giant threat and the reason I say that is because of a quote I read the other day is by Plato mm-hmm. and it's it's a famous quote. He said the unexamined life is not worth living. And the first thing right. I thought of was pornography. It's it's like it's 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 like we're Oh man. The, it's like the pornography industry has done an unbelievable job of making it normal with the help of course the crazy media. I mean they're they're off the <laughs> chain. And so they they try to normalize these kind of things and I just feel like that's a huge danger to not recognize what a big danger it actually is
1: yeah, and that's that's why that's why we need to continue referring to it um, if not in with with kind of how I phrase it as the greatest counterfeit we need to we need to continue using strong language to address what's really crushing some of our marriages, mm-hmm. which really you know st- robbing us of our masculinity. Um, taking a toll on all relationships. I mean, we really need to call call a spade a spade on this one and when we just say pornography then, you know, it's just just does not do it justice. Totally agree.
0: Well, man, this is this has been uh, an insightful conversation. I'm really pumped that you came on and took the time to be here. This is Doug Hutchins communitylifeguard.com. His program is going transparent. He's got lots of teaching programs. He can come into your home, to your school, even cities hire Doug. Uh, his Facebook page is at Community Lifeguard. Community Lifeguard Doug Hutchins, protected so, family and family values.
1: So how we usually end when we finish at our Community Lifeguard is we say protect it. And mm-hmm. so that refers mm-hmm. to protect our minds. And so to you, to your community, that's how we'll finish is with these two words, protect it. Thanks for being here, Doug. Hey, thanks for having me.